Hey, yo, what's up? Welcome to Jed Banger's Ball. I am your host, Jed Mayhew. Thanks for listening. On today's episode, we have Casey Dobbins, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, Casey, she is a, uh, a food stylist and a chef, uh, vegetarian, um, as you'll find out. Oh, okay, Jess is walking into the room on the phone while I do the intro. Um, <laughs> and leaving. Um, yeah, Casey and I met at uh, a restaurant here in L.A. called Elf, where I worked at for many years and uh after taking a break and doing band stuff and touring and yada 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 i I came back i needed i needed some work and i went back to work there at the restaurant uh and casey was there when i got there and i was told uh immediately that uh you know we were going to get along so um yeah we didn't even work together that long but we uh immediately sort of, uh, fell in line, uh, with our sort of, uh, similar take on <laughs> life and humor and cooking and things like that. And it's important when you're in a restaurant, uh, to find, to find people to, uh, it, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is that working in a restaurant is sort of one of, one of my favorite and least favorite jobs, uh, as it's very, it can be very stressful. Um, but when you're, you can also be in a situation where if you have the right people around you and, and everyone's kind of on the same page that, uh, as long as you're getting your work done and, and you're doing it well, that you can kind of, kind of do and say a lot of things that you can't in other, I guess, industries. Um, and that's sort of, uh, that's sort of become a big issue for everybody these days is like, what can you do and say? And, and, you know, I don't think it's that black and white. You know, I, I see a lot of people saying like, oh yeah, you can say this, but, uh, you can't say that. And, you know, and uh, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick your, uh, you gotta know your audience, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so I think Casey and I, uh, know, know each other's audience, uh, well, um, and so now, uh, she's doing a bunch of food styling. So we got into a little bit of that, um, what you're going to hear in a second, uh, real quick, um, zigzags are playing this Friday in Morro Bay, uh, California at the Libertine pub. Um, and then we are next month. We're September 29th. So this Friday is the 31st of August and September 29th. We're in Salt Lake city at the crucial fest Ocho. Uh, Crucial Fest 8 with Neurosis and Pig Destroyer and Earthless and Chelsea Wolf and Russian Circles, a bunch of bands. I think we're playing right before Mutoid Man. Um, so yeah, Pig Destroyer, Mutoid Man, all the, all the classic rockers are there. Uh, and then in October 20, then on October 27th, we are back in LA at the Hi Hat. And that's with Timmy's Organism from Detroit, which is going to fucking rule. And uh, our friends in Richard Rose. Uh, it was Chris's new band from X-Cult. Uh, and yeah, and uh, the new album's fucking... It's it's pretty much written. Uh, we're going in soon. Um, there'll be some big news here soon. Uh, so fucking uh, hold on to your uh, wig there. Uh, hold on to your Rasta cap with the dreadlock attached wig on it. Um and yeah, we'll be announcing things here shortly. Uh, so in the meantime, enough uh, music talk. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, working in a restaurant. Casey. But yeah, so the fucking the you're not as much into it as you used to be. But the like trying to figure it. So this is this happened the other night. So Jess calls me the useless psychic. That's what it is. Like you got to get a little bit closer to the mic, though. And your and your leg looks good, by the way. The scar. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking gnarly. I know. Uh, remember when that happened? I think. No. Oh. Not really. <laughs> I remember. I still have no idea what even happened. I. You I was before I did. I was working next to you, and then you, you had put something in the oven. It wasn't my shit. It was your shit. Yeah. You put it in the oven, and then you opened the oven and you pulled it out really fast and it was a metal sizzle plate with oil on it you had put some oil on there yeah 
and you'd heated it up to scorching levels, pulled it out. We're wearing jeans with no... Not restaurant-friendly. Not restaurant-friendly jeans, but they had the, the hole missing on the knees, and the oil splashed on your leg, and you dropped this... I think you dropped the stuff yeah. on the floor. Flung it. And immediately turned to me, and your face was like ghost white, just like in shock. Because probably the pain hadn't hit you yet. Not at all. I had but you no knew that you had fucked up. Clue. I had no fucking clue. All I remember... <laughs> you knew that you were All fucked. I remember is dropping dropping the, the sizzle plate and the tongs and turning around and looking at you and you were like, it's cool, 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 it's cool. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why, why was I saying it's cool? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was very not cool. It was so not cool. Yeah. And then... I mean, every, yeah, next thing I know, I'm in the fucking kitchen with my pants around my ankles. And you know what's fucked up is, uh, like, I took the, years ago, I took the food handler's safety thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I don't remember. <laughs> so basically, you burned all the skin off your leg. But, but I never remember in that moment, like, if you're supposed to put hot water on it or cold water no. or mustard or Nobody whatever. Nobody ever knows. No one ever knows. And, like, I was Drop. like, what is the answer to that, by the, the way? The answer... It's not cold water, right? It's not... No, it's not ice. It's not ice. It is okay. cold water. Okay, it's, but... It's ice cold water, but it's not ice. Not ice. And to pour it over. Right. And what happens if you put ice on there? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't... Honestly... You don't want to know. I was so... I was so, so together when I was like still in the restaurant, and then Eric came and picked me up. Your husband. Yeah. And like, I remember playing it cool and like leave, turning around as I was leaving the front door and being like, oh, see you guys, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then like got in the car and fucking lost oh my, my God. mind, went bonkers, like saw red. Like, yeah. Well, I think I remember too, like at that time you were like, you had a lot going on just in general. And then yeah. that was like the last thing that you needed. Yeah. Well, that's well, the last I've thing anyone needs. Is to fucking, you, was, your back was fucked up. That's right. I forgot about that. And then, like, <laughs> you're the next in a lot week, of pain. <laughs> the next week, <laughs> I fucking got caned by a pinata. <laughs> I forgot about that. Your sister hit you with so a pinata? insane. Like, two inch dowel rod. <laughs> like, a fully blindfolded, drunk sister accidentally fucking caned me on my arm at like two in the morning. I was on mushrooms too. Oh my God, Casey. And I mean, I thought I had to, I went and got an x-ray cause I thought that she, it had, it was broken. I but it was that. just so fucking wild. I was like, that was the first time that something like came in threes for me. Yeah. And that's, well, that's maybe, what we we're just talking yeah, about exactly. is like, because normally what happens when it's threes, it's like, it's always bad. And so I was right. So when it's good, it's like, Thank fucking God that it turned around real quick. I guess quick, that's but... true. Good things don't come in threes. No, <laughs> they never do. <laughs> I remember that, though. My mom had really bad back problems at that time, and she's getting better. But I, I, I really felt for you because I kind of understood the, like, you were, like, literally, like, sometimes super depressed because of it. For because sure. you couldn't fucking move. How did you get better, though? physical therapy yeah fucking was blessed by um this well i went to the orthopedic surgeon of course and he was like you know you're fucked but let's try physical therapy and so i lucked into like this one kind of like heady dude that did neurokinetic work within this physical therapy you know office that I don't know. He he really fixed me in acupuncture. I mean, I'm not fixed. I'm definitely like I can't really do. I can't like run or like do yoga. Or anything. How'd you fuck yourself up in the beginning? From what I what? think it's just like because I was such a hardcore athlete when I was younger. Yeah, you used to was, play like basketball. And yeah, shit. I was a jumper, and I was like always doing like jump. I mean, jumping vertical like exercises. Yeah, and like heavy weights, like repetitive pound town, like and then. <laughs> And then I'm tall, and so it's like I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's still fucked. I don't really know exactly what I'm gonna do, but the depression has kind of wavered. Initially, I was just like, oh my god, I can't be my like jackass self and yeah. like take off in a sprint and tackle somebody anymore, <laughs> which still makes me really sad. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I have, I'm just like kind of a 
di- a different, I'm not as physical, my, my, especially with like comedy, like I used to, you know, right. be hanging from the rafters and shit. <laughs> and now I have to like actually be smart about what I'm saying. I think like Chevy Chase, you know, he used to like come out on stage and he would uh, like do the Pratt Falls or whatever, you uh-huh. know, and I think that. I think over the years it just like really fucked him up. Yeah. Some of those. Well, look, look at uh, Johnny Knoxville. You know, he's he's like completely fucked up now. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that I fit in with those two for sure. <laughs> That's my same story. <laughs> uh, just years and years of physical, yeah, comedy and abuse of my body. But I don't know. I, I'm waiting for the technology to come out to actually like replace the disc in my back is that what it is it's a disc yeah it's a collapsed uh, disc de- yeah. degenerative and it's like the, what they want to do is they want to fuse my your fucking spine vertebrae no together. don't do any yeah. back stuff you can't I know. do any that's back stuff that's the thing stuff. is i'm not gonna i'd rather just fucking learn how to knit and stop like you know jumping off of buildings i think that's a better it's, they say like if you the the doing something to your back like cutting your back or whatever is like the last thing you should do I totally believe it yeah and if physical therapy brought me this far you know i think um i think that there's hope to just keep you know figuring out how to like basically like reprogram my body and like the way that i breathe Mm -hmm. is like what has helped the most so it's like i've shifted all the pressure in my back and then up to the top of my back do you think about do you think about breath a lot like because that's something in acting class that we that we talk about constantly is breathing and remembering to breathe and it's something that people don't think about but that i i i still need to remind myself to breathe sometimes but uh sometimes jess will tell me to breathe sometimes too and i'll I'll, like i'll be talking like i am right now and not breathing you know and just kind of like tensing up you know i'm the worst fucking breather and i think i come from a a long line of shitty breathers like sires it's like sires si- si- not like royal oh sigh yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah right royal like sires sigh, like, huh. yeah well just like holding the breath right and then like when you're concentrating and then just like all of a sudden like i remember in high school my teachers being like what is wrong with you and i'd be like what are you talking about i was just like focusing and then i'd be like huh. yeah you know in the middle of a test or something <laughs> i've seen you do that too and you're like and i'm like what's up it's really like, bad i think that if i fix that shit i would fucking sorry Cussing, I know I cuss on this. You, you, I cuss and I say like constantly. Okay. It's, and you do too. Well, I'll try to. I'll try to clean up. I try to clean it up too. But um, what about breathing like through the pain? Like, does that have you tried that? Or yeah. like meditation? Mm-hmm. Like when you've been in a lot of pain, have you tried meditating or? I or is it too much? Have dabbled in that because I you know before I really blew my back out, I was, I had back pain, and then for a long time yoga was really good for that i mean that's for me that's the way to like learn how to breathe is because you have somebody you know like telling you when to and then Mm -hmm. you get into like there really is a door that opens up that like leads you into fucking another world when you can when you're rhythmic rhythmically breathing and like flowing and moving yeah i I totally believe in it Um, i think but breathing through pain yeah I mean, look at Lamaze class. I mean, it's right. with to, with to the theft of time. I'd, I'd rather not look at it, but... Uh, <laughs> look at it. <laughs> look at her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've noticed that uh, meditating probably uh, as much as I have really in the last four years, and before that I never did, mm-hmm. um, that you get better at it as you go along totally. too. And, and you get better at breathing and... For me right now, I'm in this thing where I'm when I'm my eyes are closed and I'm breathing. I'm I'm uh, envisioning the breath going up in this circular motion, and then once I can get into that circular motion, I can kind of like leave my body and feel like I'm getting that what the point of meditation is, mm-hmm. which is to like uh, not have any thoughts, you know? Yeah. And then then of course it breaks, but just if I get into that rhythm. For a tiny bit. For a tiny bit, and that I feel like I've accomplished what I was trying to do that day or whatever. I I totally agree. I think it's a... I mean, for me, it's really helped with, like, anxiety. As mm-hmm. far, like, I used to have... I went through, like, a three-year phase where I was having anxiety attacks all the time, and then I, like, changed a bunch of shit, got super into crystals. <laughs> yeah. And yoga. <laughs> okay. And it helped. Yeah. But then it's like, we, you know, I've sat in a, a few ayahuasca ceremonies and I remember I was so nervous. You going, took the ayahuasca or you just watched? I took it. Oh, you took it. Yeah. Yes. 
drank it. Yeah, got it. Um, but I, I was so nervous that I was like, okay, what do you know? What do you got? How are we going to pull through? And then I started doing like square breathing. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, it was like four days later. And I was like, what? Yeah. Just happened. Did you do that here? I did it in Kansas City. Oh, really? Initially. For, I've done it a couple times. That's where you're from. I'm from outside of Kansas City. Where did you grow up? Baldwin, Kansas. Baldwin. Is that near, that's near Lawrence though? Near or Lawrence, no? Yeah, outside of Lawrence. Okay, but then your family, that you, so your family's from Lawrence and they live in Lawrence now? They are, well, they, I was raised on like a just hippie farm outside of Lawrence. Their businesses and everything is in, it's like 20 minutes outside. Gotcha. So, but and, I went to Baldwin High School. Right. So. But your parents run Liberty Hall. Yes. In Lawrence. Yeah. And they own it. They started it. They yeah. started it. When did it start? 86. And what it, and for the, like for people, I've been there, but I, but that was just because we were touring through Lawrence. But like, what what is Liberty Hall exactly then? Well, it's a like, historic venue. Basically, it started off as an opera house um, in the early late. God damn, I'm such an idiot. Late eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, it's just kind of withstood this test of time. Downtown Lawrence has like a real historical strip. Yeah, it's cool. A lot of Civil War action happened down there. Like. Quantrill burned it down, you know, when he came through and then they've, it's always been like a Phoenix rising from the ashes. I really like that little strip cause we played it uh, replay lounge. Is that yeah. what it, yeah, replay, yeah. 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 But it's a giant, it's a giant venue and movie theater and right. uh, like VHS. It's there. My dad wants to be like the last, you know, video rental spot in the United States, stage, <laughs> which I'm sure that like most people that own a video rental store say the same thing you know it's kind of like a weird we were talking about that last night our friend here is visiting here from new orleans and he's a he's a filmmaker and he was out in the valley and i can't remember the name but it's like called like voltage video there's a there's this famous like video store here there's like cinephile and and um out in pasadena there's a video tech which is super cool but there's one in the valley and i think it's called like voltage or vertigo or something like that starts with a v and he was talking about how like DVDs are going to be more and more kind of collectible because of just like just streaming and like the quality picture and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I think it's going to happen with CDs too. Like I feel like everyone's into vinyl right now and everyone's into Spotify, but like eventually like I feel like it's going to come back like everything else does. Well, yeah. And it's like anything that's on a disc already has it like digital advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more work that has to go into digitizing or to like bringing back a VHS records and vinyls really blow my mind that they've really, you know, that they're still as strong. it's like a fetishization. Is that how you say it? Fetishization. 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 Yes. It's one of those things. I think it's like people like to hold the thing and put it on. And we still, I mean, we, we have fucking got a bunch of records right here. We always, we always put them on. And I find it just easier to just grab something randomly and just put it on than, than having to go on my phone or go on the computer or whatever and actually decide, like figure out what I want to hear. Yeah. Like if I just, op- if I have well, a bunch of records, I just pick something. Totally. And let it play through. Yeah. Also. Well, like- that's what I like about CDs. And I, what I liked about CDs was that you had to listen. I mean, you could skip ahead, but you it was ordered in however the you know the the artist wanted you to hear it. You know, versus Spotify, where you're just like putting on a weird mix or whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, and vinyls do sound somewhat. We better. call them vinyl, not vinyls. Vinyls. Vinyl. Vinyls. Vinyl. There are more than one of them, which you have on a shelf. It's called vinyl. It's vinyl. Vinyl. I don't believe it's you. It's a that vinyl the collection. There's no such thing as vinyls. Uh, record you want ner- more than one record, record not ner- vinyls? No. Record nerds would get so annoyed oh with God. you right well, now. Oh, my God. Now I sound like... I feel like... It's not VHSs. VHI. VHS. I, yeah. Okay. It's not VHS. So how many VHS... It, well, it's VHS. Yeah. Huh. How many videos <laughs> does your dad have? Uh, like 4,000. Really? And they yeah. show VHS at the theater? No. Oh. No. Oh, that would be kind of cool. They do sometimes like do, you know, film old school throwback special day kind of stuff. Right. They still have a projector, like a film projector. Is, is it a full, is it like a full time movie theater? Do they mm-hmm. do, do they do like new runs too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's like independent, like new, sure. newer like stuff. Like Draft House or something like yes. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Lawrence is such a cool town is because it's got like that college town and you had like William S. Burroughs lived there. And, yeah. And then, uh, 
and then you have the famous basketball team there. And yeah. So, so like when you were growing up though, were you working on a farm? wasn't working on a farm. I was being trained to be a professional athlete on a farm. It seemed like <laughs> <laughs> for basketball. <laughs> yeah. Or well, probably basketball. Yeah. And, or track, you know, there was a lot of, my dad played, um, or ran track at, mm-hmm. at KU. He was okay. a total badass. Um, and both of my siblings, my older siblings are like still to this day, like crazy athletes. You have two older sisters. I have an older brother and older sister. I never met your brother. Yeah. He's, where does he live he's at? He's season Lawrence. What does he do? He's a computer engineer. Oh, okay. Super smart. Yeah. And, and so your family had a farm there. It was like just a hippie farm. It was like, oh, I'm going to buy a farm and it has barns on it, you know, and we'll raise our kids out here and there's, you know, no AC and we're growing a garden. Right. And have serenity and, you know. Yeah. My parents were hippies, but not. I call them uptight hippies. They weren't like deadhead hippies. And they, right. you know, they were definitely eating LSD like every Friday for a year, mm-hmm. I think is the story, how it how it goes. But. Before you were around or when you oh, were Oh, yeah. No, before any of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, that's when they like bought the farm. And then Lawrence back in the 60s is um, like in 68 or something was the number one pot producing county in the United States. Really? Yeah. And... um what are so, the laws there now? On like, oh my god, it's so fucking conservative and strict. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I, mean, I think you know you can have maybe like an ounce and they'll fine you. You know, it's like a traffic ticket or something. But like it, there's no real like end in sight to to that or you know legalization. And it's not going to happen. It's so Kansas is pretty uptight. Yeah, and but, but so you were like, so you were training. You were training to be an athlete. You were growing up on a farm, and then did your parents? Did your parents eat meat, or did or mm-hmm. no? No one eats meat. This no. is, you can't. You've been a vegetarian your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then, from the athlete to the farm to the vegetarianism, and and your sister and brother are vegetarians too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Really, no one's ever eaten meat. No, and I, I mean, I've eaten it on accident. Right. But you know. No, not intentionally. Right. So then growing so then where did where did the whole like food thing come in from all of this? I think because when I think of like vegetarianism then I don't think of it's changing but like I wouldn't think that you'd be super interested in it but I guess if you were growing up vegetarian and you decided you wanted to be into food you're going to be a fucking vegetarian cook or whatever. Well, the reason why we're, I mean, the reason why my parents even be, started being vegetarian, you know, 40 years ago, it was interesting. And my dad, so he was a collegiate athlete. And then he initially found out that he could work out sooner after he ate if he didn't eat meat. And then he, like, graduated college. And then, you know, it was the revolution and peace on earth and the war and everything. Mm-hmm. And so then it changed into a more moral. Sure. Um, practice and so that's kind of what was passed on to us like i'm not vegetarian to be healthy right you know i i think that there's enough violence no, i've, the, I've, I've the... followed you on instagram i know that you're not it's more of a you don't like to kill yeah, you animals gotta, you gotta eat food but you don't have to kill animals to do it you know what i mean <laughs> right i mean i do I... <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's fine because you do it you like, know what i've you do de- it well i've debated whether i this is not something i'm proud of i'm a, i feel like i'm too lazy but the these days it's it's hard to be it's always hard to be perfect right so like in my mind because i do like to eat meat in my mind the way that i think it should be done is you should eat you should have to kill what you eat Mm -hmm. you know versus going to a supermarket or whatever but it's just i don't know i don't know how practical that is anymore I mean, I think that being conscious and connected is really all you can do. You know, it's like, so if you eat meat, you don't support the the industries that are torturing animals right. and creating, like, bad vibes. You know, I mean, that's right. it's fucking science that, like, energy is real. And mm-hmm. that, you know, if there's warehouses and warehouses full of animals that are in cages with no room and, like, they have hearts and brains and they love and they feel, you know, feel things and they're being tortured and then killed like that is like a bad, bad scene. I think I'm just so disconnected to it because I don't see it. Like, you know, it's like, I'm like such an, I'm so in love with dogs and, and then any animals really, when I see an animal, it's like, I, you know, I, I feel 
close to them. And then I just, but then you see like a piece of meat in a, in, wrapped in plastic and it's just your brain doesn't, yeah. doesn't put a face That's or whatever. That's how they want it to be. I mean, cause, sure. you know, I've done a lot of food styling and back in Kansas when I did it, the clients out there were like farmland right. and Cargill. And I was just getting into that scene. And, and so I was taking a job that came my way and there would be like body bags of frozen animal parts that would show up, you know, where I would, you know, have to like thaw them out and like then cook them. And the client, like the person who's representing the product would be like, Oh, I don't know how you do that. What do you mean? Like, I don't know how I'm like handling this like giant bag of like, Oh, if you're a vegetarian, no, just at all. In general. Oh yeah. I mean, I always think about, you know, being a, working in a slaughterhouse is just like the most insane fucking job to me. Like to kill a cow. Oh my God. It's just like, or to kill a horse. Oh my, it's is I mean, fucking insane to me. Yeah, dog food. But yeah, I mean, people. That's it's just too much. I sound of, like Joe Rogan a, right now. I know. I was about to. Start, <laughs> I was about to dive into a conspiracy make, that I've been like. I always really make working. fun of Joe Rogan too, but it's just like it's like. Oh my god! It's so Jamie. Pull up this video of this horse getting <laughs> thrown <laughs> off a cliff. Dude, I it's yeah, it's an early an early world. Okay, so how did you get into food though? Let's back it up because I want to I want to talk about that other stuff later, but I definitely want to know what what kind of got you into it in the first place. Um, I think just growing up so far out in the country, yeah, where we grew all of the pretty much the food that we ate, um, and had just I mean it was pretty lo-fi situation, and so we didn't really have TV, didn't have air conditioning, so it was like hot as hell. So I was outside, and then I'd come in and just like hang out with my mom while she was cooking, and then I think that that was like the foundation. What kind of stuff did your mom used to cook? Oh man, it's the best. Just like any of those old hippie fucking cookbooks. Uh-huh. It's like tofu balls, you know, and <laughs> like seventies. Totally. Because my mom was but like so good. My mom, we weren't ever vegetarian, but my mom was definitely like total. Like she grew up in Washington and was like a total hippie and moved out to Venice here in the sixties in L.A. But had that like we used to eat um, those big like Jewish rye cracker things. Uh-huh. I remember. <laughs> With like, this is not healthy vegetarianism at all, but it was like the idea back in, and then like with like margarine uh-huh. on it. Yep. And then also, um, I rem- I think I was like one of the first people that ever ate one of those um, rice puff mm. things. Those, <laughs> <Yeah>. those things. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an incredible cuisine. And actually, we never ate tofu though. Well, so there's a there was a tofu factory in Lawrence, Kansas, really back in the day called Central Soy Foods, and wow. it was started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. The best tofu ever of all time, and then the guy that started it or at least ran it forever died, and then my parents bought it. Really? So to this day, my parents actually make the tofu that it. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ! And it's so good. I mean, it's it's totally. Did, can you get their tofu out here? Well, um, here's the uptight hippie situation. It's like they're too cheap to send me any because they're like, it's a dog, you know, there's a pound. Every, every like, block is a can't pound. You, like, you know it, how much that Can't would... you distribute it out here, though? Like, work, well, work no. out some sort of, get it into like some grocery stores or something here? Or there's, they just cookbook? make it like the, the shelf lot life ah, isn't long ah, enough. Gotcha. Because they do it without, you know, any preservatives. It's totally, it's uh, Nagari tofu. Right. Wait, what's so, Nagari? Nagari is the, like a, uh, magnesium chloride it's a it's like a it's naturally found coagulant uh-huh. that is like actually like in seawater uh-huh. you know oh, so that's wow. back into you know ancient days in asia that's sure. like how they how they did it how they like make it uh stick together like jello basically well it's it's like you boil the beans right mm-hmm. and then you separate the curds and the whey and yeah. then you press the beans together but like before that happens you add the coagulant so that they're like a bond right right you know is created and then you press it into blocks and there you go so you're following your mom what making she's like making tofu balls she's making tofu balls What's lots tof- of quiches <laughs> <laughs> you guys eat cheese yeah yeah i'm and, and I'm, eggs well i'm the only one that eats Eggs. Oh wow, really? Yes. They don't eat, even eat eggs. Not really. But they eat cheese. They'll eat cheese. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And like, if eggs are in something, cheese? well, so my dad has a nut allergy, uh, so okay. curveball. Right. Um, 
But what about cashew? Oh, but uh, I just asked you what about cashew cheese. I meant for yourself. Just because- well, what about <laughs> cashew cheese? I'm really interested in cashew cheese because of uh, what's the place that have you been to? Um, there's a place out in the valley called like Follow Your Heart. Have you ever been to that place? Yeah, and, well, where they made the mayonnaise or whatever the veganaise they made. Veganaise. Oh, they the one that make it. Yeah, yeah. They all they have like a vegetarian diner there. Have you been to the diner? Yeah, yeah and it's like it's not it's not healthy at all. It's like super like greasy scrambled vegetarian yeah. sloppy joes or whatever you know. But uh, they have cashew cheese there. That was the first time I ever heard of it. And It was like they call it like the original like hippie cheese. So I mm-hmm. thought maybe that your parents were into cashew cheese. Just no, it's like a I mean they hippie thing. They yeah they. They'll like do dairy. Sandwich. My mom still, she'll be like, she's very defensive over her milk to the point where she refers to it as cow's milk. Like mm-hmm. she likes, like when my sister and I go home and we go grocery shopping, like, mom, what do you want? She'll be like, make sure you get cow's milk. Because if we came home with like <laughs> goat milk goat, or, you know, just even like oat milk or like something. She'd oh, be like, I see. Just the, the, like no nut milk. No, right. no. Just give me milk. And I'm right. like, when we're like, ma, you know, it's just ma. Why don't you guys just get a cow? She can get a cow. I don't drink cow's milk. I think uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's but she's, she puts I think her foot down. Drinking milk, just drinking milk in general, I think is pretty gross. Drinking milk with food, I think, is really is so fucked up. So not okay. I just think that cow's milk is gnarly. I remember going to like a, like another kid's house when I was a little kid and like sitting down for dinner, and then they just put the glass of milk in front of you, and it's yeah. just so fucked up. First off, everything I. <laughs> <laughs> everything i drink i want it to be i want the fucking container to be opened right before i drink it i don't want anything yeah. that's in a fridge i feel like that weird air particles in the fridge get into the milk and like kind of fuck it up like it's like baking soda when you it's supposed to it's sucking it in that. there like like whatever like that. That is... <laughs> like there's like meat and celery and like, like onions, how, onion yeah. farts are in there, like all sorts of like the the gases that the farting that the other food is doing is going into that milk, oh. and it's just sitting there with the like uh, uh, the cardboard flap or whatever, like yeah. kind of pressed together, and the milk that spilled over that cardboard flap is now kind of rotted and crystallized onto that cardboard flap, and then when you're pouring it, you're pouring it over that rotten <laughs> oh milk God, into dude. your glass. Yeah. It's so fucking well, gross to never me. Never again will I... Yeah, I mean, not... Yeah, that's the nail in the coffin for me. I put it in coffee, and then it needs to go the fuck away. All the way... I mean, but now that you say it like that, I almost... It, my mind is like, oh, maybe that'd be good for like a cream base for like a pasta sauce or something. <laughs> the, the, like, why don't you open it all the way? Yeah. You know, just or like... Just to get the flavor just in it. Just to get the put, flavor like, of the fridge. Just some garlic over near it. Like, <laughs> so it's like a fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, exactly. So then, so when did you decide you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to like start like doing like food stuff myself oh. for like a job or whatever? Well, did so, you go to culinary school? No, I went, I, I'm a, I'm a welder. I was, oh, I'm a you're a welder. Yeah. I used to date a welder in high school. Really? Yeah. I, I broke up with this really nice, sweet girl because I wanted to date this older welder. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Always a bad idea. Yeah. You never make that mistake twice. No. Yeah. You're, what were you welding? Uh, sculptures. I, I studied mm. sculpture and I was... At Kansas? Yeah. University? Mm-hmm. KU? KU. Jayhawk? Jayhawk. Were, were you playing basketball too? No. No, you, you gave it up. I gave it up. Why? Because I wanted to do drugs and party. Mm. And then like... That's we, why I gave up baseball. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Cause yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I know. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm from a small town. We didn't have like Not any so much art drugs, classes. I wanted to play guitar. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you, oh, you, so you took art at KU and you started welding. Yeah. Okay. And that's when I started like theater and film. Mm-hmm. And then I went, I went like theater and film, industrial design, mm-hmm. sculpture. You had a lot of majors. Yeah. You couldn't figure and it out. I couldn't. Well, no. And I was, I was there for a bit. Six year sculpture degree. I'm pretty wow. stoked on that. Did you get the degree? Fuck yeah, I got it. Are you it. still paying off your loan? <sighs> my, my parents paid for my college. <laughs> that's good. In cashew cheese, and yeah, no cashew cheese. Though. Um, so you were doing welding, and then and then as soon as you got your degree in welding, you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to go into food now. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. I opened up a grocery store with a with a Jamaican restaurant. You opened up a grocery store where in Lawrence? In Lawrence, yeah. What was it called? The Casbah Market. The Casbah is it still yeah. there? Uh, no. Okay. I did it with my my brother and sister in law, and my dad has a building on the on the same historical strip. Uh huh. 
And um, but your parents have a place in Jamaica too. We have a house, like a house, there. right? I mean, you know, it's nothing special. But, but is that where the that's where the idea for the Jamaican food yeah. came from? Yeah, well, because like they they got the house a long time ago, and you know, when you travel, like food is a big part of it. And so, sure. we, you know, the Rastafarians they have their their diet's called ital, and mm-hmm. everything they they eat comes from the earth, and it's no animals. And honestly, it goes beyond that. It goes to like I think no garlic and like onions, like root vegetables. Yeah, shit. I've I've read some of that stuff actually. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that Rastafarians were vegetarian. Yeah, because I was thinking pretty like, much vegan. Because yeah. I was thinking in Jamaica, there's like everyone just thinks of like so much jerk chicken and yeah. then, like cow skin soup and all these yeah. types of things, you know, and using all parts of the animal. But those people are not Rastafarian. No. Yeah. No, and so yeah, we. We love the food so much, and so especially these like that food item called the patty, which is like an empanada. It's like right. the you know universal put a filling in a crust and call it a day kind of right. thing. But they're so fucking good with little like pie. hot sauce and yeah, little pie, hand pie. Yeah. So um, yeah, we opened up like a natural foods grocery store, and then with this Jamaican deli in the back, and with like juice bar and everything, it was so good. And then what happened? Bonkers. We had it for like it, when we started. We were we said, you know, in two years, let's see where we're at. And then two years later, we were like, I think that we might start getting pissed at each other if right. we continue. And we we're like, let's just call it. Right. So we ended up selling it to somebody that turned it into a burger restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite. Oh yeah, it was to a do. tough. It was a tough pill to swallow, especially breathe, for Casey, my dad. Breathe. I know. Oh, yeah, breathing. Yeah. Um, it was t- tough for your dad. Yeah, because we were doing. It was a nice. It was peaceful you protest. and your brother-in-law. It was me and my brother and my sister-in-law. Uh, uh. And my brother. It was mostly my sister-in-law that I, uh, and I that ran it. Right. And then I started cooking there, and so that's to answer that question. That started cooking in the deli. Um, but that it was my dad's property, and you know we all felt so good about having this like vegetarian. Well, because the grocery store was vegetarian too. Mm-hmm. And just like doing what we believed in within a small like Kansas community, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if it was rad, we were doing something cool, but it wasn't a forever thing. It was, it was like best years of my life though. So that's then, when I learned how to cook. But then when you left there, then you went to Kansas city. Yeah. I started working at Hallmark cards. Doing what? Um, I was at like a prop and wardrobe stylist. Uh huh. And then one day a food stylist came in and I was like, what, what the fuck is she doing? I want to do that. And then I discovered food styling and then I've been riding that pony ever since. And so when I met you, so you came out to LA, how long have you been out to LA? Almost three years. Not that long. And then when you came out here, was your goal to do food styling? Mm-hmm. That was the initial goal. Yeah, I think so. Right. And maybe to like keep doing the, my stupid cooking show. Right, Miss. What was this cooking show called? Miss Tasty's right. Vegetarian Space Station. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so when I first met you, though, you were working at Elf, which I had worked at this vegetarian restaurant, and I had worked there years before, and then I was coming back to work there. Yeah. And then you were there. Yeah. So, um, I just what well, I guess what my question is then was, uh, what kind of got you into like. Can you explain what like food styling is then? Because sometimes on this podcast we talk about like people have ideas of like I've had music supervisors, I've had actors, directors, filmmakers, uh, musicians, photographers, like uh, everyone. So it's like hopefully somebody like will hear this that maybe is interested in food and then maybe it inspires them to do something that they want to do, you know? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, food styling is basically any photo that you see that is a professional photo of food has been set up and cooked and styled by somebody like me. Right. So it's, it's not cooking for taste. It's It's, cooking for visual. So if you're like to cook a hamburger, then you'd probably just, you just really like get it seared or whatever, but you wouldn't want to like get it all the way cooked or like you want it to be as like yeah. Juicy. Yeah, yeah. And I just I just did this. I should show you this picture. Yeah. I, I just did this. This is good job radio. For, show me that picture. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna show you. You guys should see this picture. This it's is fucking crazy. amazing. It's fucking It's gonna be nuts. this awesome picture. actually, yeah, maybe you can explain because you're the host, you know how to yeah, talk I can, about it. I can things. explain it. Um but yeah, there's tips and tricks 
all over the place. Honestly, a burger, if you don't cook it all the way, you know, it sweats or, you know, leaks and juices and shit. So right. it's almost better, so it's to, better cook to cook it. it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? At halfway through me saying how to cook a burger for food styling, I was like, that is totally not the way that you should cook a burger for food styling because it's going to leak out the blood and yep. it's going to get on the and lettuce. And you know what? You, the, if it leaks out the blood, you put a paper towel underneath it and you know what you call that paper towel? No. The diaper. Ugh. Burger diaper? <laughs> I feel like sometimes I need one of those. Yeah, I think you probably do. I think I know you well enough to know. That needs a... Oh, wow. Okay, so this is a... This looks like four patties. Mm-hmm. Um, a hamburger of four patties with cheese and on each one and uh, tomato. And it's just like a gigantic hamburger. But it looks like a brioche bun. Am I correct on that? Or? That's a whole wheat bun. Oh, it's a whole wheat bun. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what was that for? That was for Tillamook. Oh, Tillamook cheese, mm-hmm. which makes sense as to why there's all those. Yeah, too so, much cheese. So, if you get so you get hired to do, do these jobs, these food styling jobs. Now, what does that entail? That into, you have to go and like shop for all this stuff. Yeah, have to plan it out. You know, so the assets come to you. You know, with these like grandiose, like, oh, we want this to happen, and then they just put that in your lap. And so I, you know, for the next couple of days, kind of dissect that, put together how it's actually going to work, and then shop for that. Mm-hmm. And then do any like testing. You yeah, know? The, you have to do like testing at home, yeah. right? To make yeah. sure the stuff's gonna like not yeah. fall over or. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. If it's something new, and so <laughs> since I'm born and raised a vegetarian, like when I started doing meat, it was ridiculous. Does I mean, your husband eat meat? Not really. Yeah. When he, he when it's like it really secretly. good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, he when he when it's he's very like. You know, if it's in front, if we go to like a nice fish place or sure. something, he'll. Right. He's nope. just eating a hamburger in the toilet. Like. He's definitely eating burgers on the toilet <laughs> with his burger diaper on. <laughs> so, so you had to like cook meat at home and the smell yeah. must be like intense for you. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's everything's intense. I had to talk about breathing and like meditating. It's like I have to ch- totally check out and be like, this is not what it actually is. You know, and then um, I had, well, I mentored, I had a, or I didn't mentor. I had a mentor mm-hmm. that taught me a lot of stuff in Hallmark at Hallmark. Ah. So for years, and then so I got the base basics down. And then um, bless her heart, I can still call her and be like, "Dude, these guys want a half of a pig head. Like, what do I do? You know what yeah. I mean?" And she'll she's like, "Cut it in out. half." But there's been times that I'm like standing in a, in a meat section of a grocery store and just laughing. Because I don't even know where to begin. Like somebody's like, oh, I want lamb. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. And then I like go and I'm like, oh my God, I know nothing. Right. I know nothing about cuts. Right. About fats. Yes. About, I mean, fuck, nothing. Um, That's my dumbest category. I remember, <laughs> I remember you were telling me that you were, you were thinking about this job at a restaurant. And... Uh, I remember asking you that, like, what were you going to do? Because it was going to be, it was going to entail cooking meat. And so have you ever worked in a restaurant where you had to cook meat and serve it to someone? Um, I've done private chef jobs, but not like a a catering. Okay. Right. Where like, yeah, I mean, no, not at a restaurant. I have no, Elf is the only restaurant I've ever worked at. Ah, okay, gotcha. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. But so when you've, when you've had to work at, as a private chef cooking meat, how do you know when it's done? <laughs> I mean, practicing. And it's honestly, and I'm, I feel like we've gotten or into this before. But no, it, you and I have talked about this, yeah. but I can't remember. Like, Well, I mean, it's not that hard to cook. No, I know, but I just mean like you got to know what it tastes like if it's... If, I don't... I don't if it's too salty or if it's too, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you I'm don't pretty, know how much fucking salt yeah, to put on know. a steak. I think I'm just like kind of like... Really, You're just really guessing. Just guessing, but I'm also like pretty good at seasoning. Yeah. But sure. I always have some... It's like if I had to do... You just um, think of it as like a piece of eggplant and how much would you put on there? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, I'm being and, serious. Yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> For sure. I'm just I'm trying to figure out what I would do if I had to do Well, like, I always make sure that somebody's there that can taste it. Right. I don't. I don't serve anything without tasting it. Although I, I say that, and I literally just did that. And then I, um, you know what though? Here's the thing. So when you're when you're a chef and or a cook, as you and I have been multiple times, you're supposed to taste everything before, in theory, before you send it to the uh, client or patrons or whatever the fuck the restaurant goers. Yeah. So. (laughs) 
people, customers. There we go. <laughs> so, but when you're like busy and say you're making, cause especially with like, you know, we would make like a lot of risottos, you know? Yes. She, she's rolling her eyes. Yeah. Or we would make a lot of pastas or something like that. And I mean, and the thing about a steak that's interesting is if you're going to send a steak out to someone, you can't fucking cut into the steak and make sure that it's cooked. You have right. to like just through trial and error and practice get to know what medium rare and rare and all that shit is. Yeah. But like when you're really fucking busy, you can't just be tasting everything. Yeah. And then also you get really sick of like tasting the same fucking shit over and over again. Too. Yeah. And it, it luckily with me, so much of it is temperature based mm-hmm. and you know, it, I don't have a problem touching it, poking it, prodding it, like whatever. It's not going to go in my mouth, right. but yeah, I mean, I I've had pretty good luck and I did this like chef's tasting for a job interview for that big job mm-hmm. that hammer situation mm-hmm. and i can you talk about that or do yeah you, no i don't know why i wouldn't yeah whatever happened with it i don't know it's i'm still it's okay. i'm still getting drugged through the mud a little Got bit it, but yeah. i don't i don't know what's gonna happen right anyway so i did this welcome to la yeah i know riding by the seat of my flipping pants uh-huh but i did i they're like oh we want this menu and we want there to be uh you know a meat and a fish and blah 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 and i was like yeah cool and then i just like Talked to a couple You're friends like, about Googled, it. You Googled meat. I'm like, yeah, I Googled meat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, meat for fancy people. Search. Like, it, it was like, a, it came in in like a fancy feast. It was like a cat food thing. <laughs> it's a fancy feast. <laughs> you're like, fancy feast. <laughs> and then you're like, topping up. Oh my God. Oh, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, but well, this podcast yeah, kind is of, funny sometimes. Basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but I ended up cooking this leg of lamb. Oh, my God. I tried to cook leg of lamb one time for a friend of ours, you know, and leg of lamb is really fucking hard to cook because it has a big giant ass bone inside of yeah. it. And when you get closer to that bone, it's it gets really rare. Like, as the outside cooks, it's really hard to get that fucking inner bone meat. Well, I'll give you a, <laughs> I'll give you a lesson. I felt so bad. Because I apparently nailed it like after i you nailed it i nailed how the it. fuck did i fuck it up i don't know Ugh. i don't know but i i called it the stevie wonder because i was just like i the, the fish they were like the fish was cooked perfectly the mm-hmm. lamb was beautiful mm-hmm. and i was just like i you you were blind don't know what to tell you yeah you know like it was really easy to, to cook that shit and which you know well, chefs and their their meat stuff, you know, like, oh, I'm going to stay awake for 62 hours, you know, at my barbecue. Oh, I think all that stuff's silly. I mean, I, I think the, well, here's the thing about barbecue, because I have a lot of barbecue stuff out there, is that I think barbecue is kind of more of a sport. Totally. That's why I like it, because it's like, it's not so much about like doing, mm, it's not like the art, like my quote, my famous quote, is that um, uh, cooking is an art and baking is a science and barbecue is a sport, you know, because when when you're doing the barbecue thing, it's more of like, it's like, let's see what I can do, you know, uh-huh. versus like when you're when you're trying to cook a beautiful meal for somebody, you want it to look the presentation and all that stuff and you want the flavors to come through and you want to have your own kind of like personality in it, where in the barbecue thing, it's just like let's sit around and drink a bunch of beer and like see how long we can stay up and like see what kind of weird wood we can get and like, you know, shit like that. So it's like, it's, it's it's like, I know I get it's like baseball. I totally get that. And I'm, I'm competitive and I love competitive eating and I love, you know, (laughs) I I love all the things I'm not talking, I mean, shit, you know, but I'm just saying that meat is easier to cook than, than what people say. say. Well, I think cooking is easier than what people say. And that, what, what do you feel about like, cause I, what, how do you feel about, like celebrity chef stuff and like those TV shows and all this stuff about food now and all this fetishization of food culture. And, um, you know, it depends on what it is. I, I don't think the more, like, I'm not into like super adventurous stuff. I'm, I'm very much like a, my life goal is to like teach people how to treat themselves better through food, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and the earth. Yeah. So it's like when things get even. I mean, I'm a giant pothead, but like I don't I like the cannabis cooking right. stuff really because it's like no, I'll just smoke weed and like then sure. eat a ton of food and I don't have to like <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like yeah. you know, but these people that like foam like Jack Flash foam and I'm like <laughs> I don't. It's silly. It's but too I much. don't like nerds in any 
genre of anything. I don't like record nerds. I don't like fucking film nerds. I don't like food nerds. Yeah. Any nerd is bad to me. I I really like um, I like uh, Chef's Table. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, that's the one that I really. I mean, David Chang. I, I you know I hear he's a total jerk, but I you know don't. I also kind of think he's funny. I think and he's I fine. Think he's nice. I think he's fine. His food is good. We've eaten at those places. I think he's fine. The thing that pissed me off was that he went to uh, Louisiana and then he was telling all these Vietnamese people that were cooking traditional uh, Cajun food that they were doing it wrong mm. and that they should be cooking it a different way to get more like right. flavor or be more... Yeah, when it gets to that point where you're telling people... You know, just like that they're doing something wrong when it's still, you know. It's well, just, and he was like, he's like, oh, you guys are like not, uh, you're not uh, exploring your culture. You're just doing what, you know. Hmm. And and the people, then the, the people from this restaurant were like, yo, we just, we immigrated here. But this woman was born in fucking Louisiana. So she's American. Yeah. And she was like, she's like, I want to serve the food that the people around here want to eat. It's not necessarily I'm going to be serving them like pho and shit like that that they don't necessarily want to eat. Right. And she's like, and I like this food. And he's like, but you're not, you're not, you're not Cajun or whatever. And she's yeah. like, no, nah, I was fucking born here. Like, like I'm, was, a, I'm as Cajun as anyone else. Yeah. You know? Like it was up that to pissed him. me off. Also, like having, you know, all my family from New Orleans and then, you know, and to say like, oh, these people have been cooking crawfish wrong for like 200 fucking years. Like, yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, I I don't know. When I get the ego, the chef ego situation is is really weird. I don't I don't think that you know. I was talking to a friend the other day that said that going to culinary school is like going boot camp, and that you know they were like yelling and the, all this shit. Yeah. And I'm like that just takes everything that I love about food out of it. You know, yeah. it's like I'm coming you know from a peaceful teach me how. It's like I'm you know vegetarian my entire life, but like I still want to know how people season things, and it's like. You know, with meat, there. You know, I I'm trying not to be judgmental about. Well, I had to stop working like... at restaurants because. Sorry, I cut you off. There. No, I tried to stop. I had to stop working at restaurants because of that sort of that culture is kind of accepted the, the the yelling and stuff. But actually, I think it's going away because of it's just that sort of yelling and shit is going away for everything. It's yeah. going away in movies. It's you're not allowed to yell at anyone anymore yeah, because people exactly that and just like. Whether or not it has anything sexual, I just mean like just being a jerk in general yeah. doesn't. You're not allowed to be an asshole well, remember anymore. Remember when when Me Too like first started and it was like Weinstein hardcore, and then like I swear to God, I think that it was you and I that showed back up at Elf like not too soon after that, and then we were like, I don't know what we can talk about anymore. Well, yeah, you and I are pretty like uh, dirty. Yeah, yeah, I know. But even even I, I was like, oh, well, yeah, God. no, you're pretty dirty. I think just, I mean, you're dirty just in general. No, it's kitchen. No, I know, but I'm saying, yeah, but I mean, you're also, but <laughs> I'm, I'm saying in a kitchen, you're allowed to, be, here's right. the thing, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. traditionally in a kitchen is, I think you are probably, I don't know how many women I worked with before you cooking, like, like always like waitresses or, or, uh -huh. or other people on the staff, of course, but like just being there with like another like a woman cooking and you know generally it's like just a bunch of dudes in the kitchen and we're just making and like here it's like if you're a white dude it's probably like the rest of the dudes are like mexican dudes and you're like just making super fucked up jokes constantly mm -hmm. or making fun of each other and just saying fucked up shit because you're trying to pass the time and you're trying to keep the stress of the kitchen like at a minimum and then yeah you and i like would always make jokes and then after that we were like what the fuck i know yeah same with vega because he hardly sure. i mean I, he's still working on his english i'm sure but like there it's like the only thing that we really could talk about <laughs> is just like boobs yeah <laughs> but i don't mean just the sex stuff like you can't no i know the problem is is that i can i can very easily go into that mode where i am angry and i start yelling at people and i would never do that in an office Right. You know, like I would never be like, these quarterly reports are fucking on the wrong paper. I don't know, whatever people do in offices. But, uh, you know, at a restaurant, if the fucking waitress takes the food before I like garnished it or whatever, you know, I'd be yeah. like, you fucking, idiot. you know, yeah. like it, it could go like that really quickly because that's like what you see on TV. And then you and then you also you work with dudes that are like 
that's the traditional way of the French chef or whatever you want to say. And then you're, that's how you are kind of like brought up Mm -hmm. into it. And I think all that stuff's going away, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that there, you're right though. I mean, the reason why like that, that gets to a certain gnarly level is because you are just dealing, you don't want to talk about anything serious. You'd rather just crack jokes, you know, just like get through the night. Um, but yeah, that, I don't know. It was weird because I was like feeling kind of bummed when I couldn't like talk about, you know, the normal shit. I was like kind of at a loss when, and especially in the kitchen, I was like, well, shit, I don't know what to talk about anymore. I guess I'll make 700 risottos in silence. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so now when, so now what have you been working on? Like food styling? Why, why has it's been cool? Like, are there jobs that like that you're stoked on? Well, last week I styled the cover of Snoop Dogg's new cookbook. I know I saw that on Instagram. And how did that met how did that him work out? And smoked weed with him. Yeah, I saw I saw that on Instagram as I well. Can, how the fuck did that happen? I honestly I, I don't know. I feel like I just woke up from a dream. I would say, you know, a good like 80% of people, it has to be somewhere on the bucket list to, you know, smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's either him or Willie Nelson or like, right. you know, and then I think now those guys are friends. Like are they? Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson are buddies. Like, mm-hmm. they smoke weed together, and they did a song together, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I think, yeah, either one, you want to smoke weed with one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. If you're into smoking weed, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I got it. I uh, um, signed with an agent. I have an agent. Oh, for, for food, food styling. styling. Yeah. yeah. When was that? When when did that happen? Uh, just recently. Okay, cool. And actually, going full circle back, I actually haven't signed the contract yet. I'm oh, waiting well. for Mercury to get out of Gatorade. Right, right. Um, so what, what did that entail for the Snoop Dogg book though? It was a total shit show. It's like 18 hours. <laughs> the one job you put me on where I came in to, and I, I apologize cause I was pretty shitty on it, but it was a nightmare and I got so fucking sick and it was an overnight food styling job. And so sorry. And it was like, no, I, no, I mean, I thank you for putting me on it, but it was just like. It was overnight, and it was one of those things where it was like all they wanted to do was like put a cup somewhere, like put the but like I had to be standing there for like fourteen hours straight while someone was like, "Okay, okay, can you go put that cup over?" You know what I mean? I mean, but you must be on those kinds of jobs. Those are the I mean, when commercial anything, um, like video, motion, anything, that's when it gets bad. Yeah. Print commercial stuff is much better because it's way more like you are in control of the situation. Right. Like, you know, you have some artistic input. In totally. It versus, yeah. Because everyone on sets, you know, it's like art department or anything. It's like the thing I've found uh, my favorite job is to be the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd the fucking dog go? Oh, right. In there. Oh, OK. I was just wondering if you wanted to go outside because you get to show up last. You get to leave first and everyone's just like nice you to you. You get paid the most. You get paid the most and it's just it's the most fun as far as like. But there's people that don't want to be actors either. There's people that want to be in the electrical department or whatever, right. you know, and I get that too. But the thing that's always funny to me is like how on a set no one will do anything outside of what their job description is. <laughs> so I can't go to you as the food stylist and be like, hey, can you help me pick this thing up? Because you're gonna, no, no, I'm the food stylist. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. And so when I when I went on there, I'm like, I, I don't like to just stand there and not do stuff. So if someone's like trying to do stuff, I'll go over them there and help them. But the mistake you make on a set when you do that is then people are like, oh, that's that fucking dumb guy that will do anything that I want them to do. And so then they just start making you do all this shit. Oh and so that's what I was doing on that job was I was taking down flyers that were on a telephone pole that had been stapled in there, like taking them down by hand so that they weren't in the shot. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, I thought I was supposed to move that cup. Dude, yeah, I know. That sounded like the job from from absolute hell. It was rough. But then you came and picked me up, and then I was immediately like as sick as I've ever been. So Yeah. I don't know what happened. Whatever. Well, I mean, staying up like all night. Yeah. Like, well, didn't I? I picked you up from a gig, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then took you straight there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. Thanks for doing that. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so... So this Snoop Dogg cookbook? Yeah, this is pretty is this, funny. Is this weed cook? No, it's like munchies. It's uh, a munchies cookbook. It's like what cookbook. you like. Did yeah, you have any kind of. say in the recipes? Uh, no, no, no. No. no this was just... all came 
It was so Before last minute. You. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So we were just shooting the cover and like um, some inlet, like weird action shots of him with certain dishes, mm-hmm. which I, you know, had to, it was, it was really insane. I came home early from a vacation actually, because I was like, you know, I got the call and I was like, yes, I absolutely, of course, yeah. then I bit off Snoop Dogg calls you. Yeah. Snoop Dogg calls you, answer the phone. Yeah. And so I had to do the food and the props. Which right. was intense. And so I had to like redo this entire kitchen and then like set up all these vignettes with different food and different recipes. And then, you know, they were like, you know, he'll come in and you get like two or three minutes on each shot. And, you know, if, if he starts wanting it to be done, it's done, you know, and like all these like crazy parameters from his manager to be like, he'll snap, dog, he'll snap, you know? Yeah. We're like, oh my God, it was really, really nerve wracking and then you know he got there like three sprinters deep with an entourage and, yeah. and you know got his hair done forever and then mm-hmm. filled the house up with smoke and mm-hmm. then he like came down the stairs and everybody was just like yes <laughs> it was magic it was i mean it was so it was so rad he was really sweet and amazing and he you know it's like how many pictures has he taken in his life i mean right. it's like clockwork for him well this i wonder you, you might appreciate this so jess did a, jess was a had a, a music video production company for a while and they did a snoop dogg music video sick and he showed up with his entourage and a bunch of like booty dancers yes that were that he then told the production company that they were going to be in the video and that they were going to have to be paid a certain amount of money, which was not in the budget for them. Yeah. And then also that he needed an Xbox with the the newest Madden football game. And then our friend Matt, who was like a friend of ours that got hired as a PA, went out and got it. But then he got like one year behind on the football video game. So they, they were very upset that it wasn't the right football game. Oh. And then... <laughs> then they come for lunch and like you know how there's like craft services or whatever you know and there's normally there's food on set their food for that shoot was to call roscoe's fried chicken and waffles and just say hey we need snoop's order <laughs> no way which then all this custom ordered fried chicken and waffles showed up on the on the set and then i think there was a set photographer who then uh, another friend of ours who I won't name names, but she was then contacted by Snoop Dogg later to come to his house in the middle of the night and take nude photos of him. Take nude photos of him? Yeah. She's a photographer? Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know what else happened, but... The... Did she do it? Oh yeah. So I've seen some of the photos. They're like, it's just like him in the shower with like a shower cap on. Oh, I... And then I'll I have so many later. questions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. just don't even know what to, I mean, we, this is the thing is like when you're a living legend. Yeah. What? I he mean, sounds, I, ex- I mean, I, from all I can tell is he's a great guy. He's yeah. just got, he's, a, he's got the eccentricities of a, of a living legend, you know? Uh, yeah. No. And he, yeah, he's really wise, you know, yeah. and grounded and super sweet. And like, yeah, I, uh, oh, the highlight of the whole situation was like after we wrapped, you know, I, I turned to him and I was like, yo, did you, he had this blunt. That were was, you smoking weed while you were there? Well, he was smoking weed right. on set. Right. And like, everyone was just everybody like, okay. was like pretty high because of it. And yeah. it was pretty funny. We had to like crack windows because it was starting to fuck up the photos and everything. <laughs> just like getting a little <laughs> hazy. I love it. So stupid. But he had this like stogie that was like, um, I mean, there must have been like a quarter of weed in it. And mm. he was smoking all day. And at the at the end of the day, I was like, Snoop, did you roll that yourself? Like, where do you even get something like that? And he's like, what, do you want to hit it? And I was like, um, yes, I want to fucking, what? Yes, I want to hit that. Like, let's go. And so he like, and you know, I hadn't, hadn't worked with any of these people before either. And I was like, yo, guys, I'm sorry, but I, I don't usually get super ripped with Snoop Dogg on set. But, right. you know, I'm just going to go for it. And they were like, yeah, totally. So, um, so we're smoking this thing. And then... I, w- I asked him, I was like, hey, this is kind of lame, but like, do you mind if I get a picture? Ah. He's like, yeah, that's, that's cool. And so I handed somebody my phone, and, they were, and I was like, can you just snap something real quick? And they were like, yeah, yeah, um, your phone's locked. What's your code? Oh, no. And I look at Snoop, and I just go, 0420. <laughs> and he goes, oh, shit. And I was like, woo! 
like best day of my life. Like I, the code to my phone has been 0420 since I've had a code on my phone. But like now I know why it's because at some point I was going to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg and somebody's going to ask me what my code was and it would legitimize my weed smoking ask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just full circle. Do you know the code for my phone is? 6969. No. 31111. <laughs> it's 42000. Is it really? Yeah. For the same reason, but only because it's easy for me to remember because I don't really smoke weed, but I just, it's like a number that I always hear. I wonder how many people, I mean, you know, I I love 420 anything. And the other day, you you told me you were going to be four minutes and 20 seconds late. Oh, yeah, I did. So what are you going to do next? Because uh, we have to end this podcast here and oh it's hot God. in this fucking room. I know, I'm, I'm sorry. Sweating. I know. It's sorry. It's just like I can't have the fan on in the fucking thing because the mic picks can it up. Can you open a window? Well, I can, but we can also end the podcast okay, okay, and then we yeah. can turn the air conditioning back. Oh, what right. are you doing next? I don't have... Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. <laughs>